Yeah, who this sound like? Yeah, we dropping the mic, mic. Yeah, all in your timeline. Uh, all in your mind, mind. Whoa, cover the court out of brine. I'm the greatest, no debate. Yeah, cover the field with a rhyme. Dropping the mic at they place. Yeah, who this sound like? Yeah, we dropping the mic, mic. Yeah, all in your timeline. All in your mind, mind. Cover the court like LeBron. I'm the greatest, no debate. Yeah, cover the field with a rhyme. Dropping the mic at they place. Yeah, dropping the mic like I'm feels. I could care less how you feel. Yeah, discussing the new deals. On the stand, we keep it real. Yeah, hot takes too. Yeah, uh, we gon' let it brew. Uh, yeah, we all in the news for keeping it real and keeping it true. Yes, y'all, it is Drop the Mic. This is the NBA Recap Edition. You know where to find us. We're on iHeart. We're on Google Podcasts, Spotify, you name it, you claim it, you can find us. This is a little special bonus for you for this week because we wrapped up the NBA. We already know the outcome. You know who's been crowned a champion. You know who showed up to, def- to t- try to win the title as well. That's the Miami Heat. Britt and I just want to jump in there, give us our thoughts. We, we want to know – we want you to know what we think, what happens from here for both teams, and also get into the LeBron status debate. Britt, what's good, my man? Hey, hey, LeBron got his fourth title, led L.A. to their 17th. Now we can hang him up there with Boston, you know what I mean? The two top NBA franchises with 17. And, I mean, the series was solid. It was a solid. So, I mean, the lows were like, oh, injuries, things like that. But, I mean, hey, we've talked about Miami's a grind-out team, well-coached. They fought hard to get two games, right? They fought hard. I mean, when you saw Butler walking after game five, I mean, you could have been like, yeah, it's over, most likely. And it was. It was over at that point, right? And you saw came all got blew out in game six. But, I mean, at that point, when they were fighting, like, like, your, like your analogy earlier, one hand behind your back, with the injuries, one game behind your back, that's how they was kind of fighting the whole time. So, to get two wins, it's a shout-out to the organization, the, the Spolstra's preparation, his motivation, his leadership as a coach. It's a shout-out to everything about how Miami's built. They fought hard, right? They made a mistake, though, in my mind. So, injuries – was big, right? Bam came back, gave us momentum. Dragic's been out the whole time, right? So it's a different chip on your shoulder when you're playing with it. With like, a, like, you know he was the leading scorer in the first uh, three rounds of the playoffs, right? He was, the, he was the leading scorer on the team over Jimmy Butler. So if you lose that guy, your mindset, your preparation is totally different, right? You're like, oh, hey, we're not going to get that 20-plus from him. We all, like Kendrick Nunn, you have to be better. Duncan Robinson, Olenek, come in and be better. I think bringing Dragic back, Dragic back for game six gave them a little more comfort. Like, hey, we got another, he's back, he's going to play. He may, he's going to play off emotions. He may have a big game for us. And I think it hurt him bringing him back. I think they were better fighting as the underdog without one of their leading scorers and one of their better players not being there. So I think Miami shouldn't have played him. But I mean, if he was ready to go out, how do you say don't play? But I mean, I just think, it, I don't think it helped Miami at all. I think it hurt him more. Because I mean, you saw with them fully healthy with Dragon having in game one. So I think they played harder and more motivated when he was out. You know what I mean? But anyway, I mean, the team that was purely the better team, right? I mean, they had Anthony Davis, they have LeBron James. They are a better team. Um, they're not better coach. I'm not going to say they go sports to a better coach than Vogel. But, I mean, the team that was supposed to win won. We got a competitive finals. It could have been five games, but it went to six. So, I mean, I want to shout out Miami. But also, first, I want to shout out to my boy LeBron getting that fourth ring, fourth finals MVP, best player in the NBA still, still dominating the league. And I want to make sure that's her still dominating the NBA. So there you have it. That is the LeBron James fan club president, the LeBroniacs. Uh, if you want to sign up, I'll give you the information later. That's it. That's the LeBron show. We're done. Nah, please. Man, that was cute what you said and all, but Miami was a wounded duck, yes. And whether Drogic played or didn't play, wasn't going to change game six. 
game five was such a debacle. The hype was real and the letdown was real. That's how game six had to end. Like, it was over when it started. I don't care. The only person could have saved the Heat that game was Jesus because nothing else could have saved them. They could have been at a thousand percent strength. It wasn't going to happen. And I like how you finally are starting to mention the Lakers, not just LeBron. Because I know you were a LeBron guy, not really a Laker fan. And for me, I've already told you about this. It's disrespectful when you make it seem like LeBron's four skimpy titles mean more than the 17th for the Lakers. Um, I, there are, there's been some scuttlebutt talk, right? Like you've heard it through the social media and through some of the shows. Uh, Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin had people on, Fizdale, a few other guys talking about, you know, <clears throat> the pantheon of the Lakers championships. Where does LeBron fit in? All that good stuff. We'll get into that later. I want to know what happens for him here, for the Lakers, for the Heat, and then the NBA. So I'll, I'll, let, me, let me just chime in. For the Lakers, there's still work to do because this roster is not that great. I think the bubble was a blessing in disguise. Um, it doesn't cheapen the title because winning in the bubble, people talk about, oh, that's an asterisk. And I was like, yeah, you're right. There is an asterisk. asterisk. This is the hardest championship any NBA team's ever had to win. So I'll take that. Um, we have a lot of free agents next year. A lot. Rondo's a free agent. Do we bring back DeMarcus Cousins? Which big doesn't come back? Does Dwight not come back? Does DeVille not come back? There's questions mark, question marks there. KCP's a free agent. Kyle Kuzma's ready for an extension. You know, what fresh blood we bring in. AC Fresh is going to need a new contract. There's a lot of question marks, but not in a negative way, right? Like it's, it's how do we keep this gravy train running? For the Heat, I almost feel bad, right? They peaked a year too soon. I think they're one year away. If, if Giannis Antetokounmpo, which is sad that his younger brother got a chip before him. I know he didn't play, but it just sounds weird. If Miami can get Giannis to come to Miami the following season, 21-22, with this roster and this squad, you have to replace a Goran Dragic, which I have a replacement option there for you. This team's going to be serious. I like the way they grind. I like the way they work. I like the way they play with the chip. Adding a piece like Giannis puts them over the top, even over my Lakers, and I'm a Lakers fan. I love them. Um, so for them, it's, it's how can we keep procuring the roster, building the roster without giving away any of the farm? They got cap space. Drogic is their biggest free agent. So uh, for me, it's, you know, what do you think? No, I'm with you. I'm, I'm with you on both. I mean, I think the Lakers just need to get – they need they – need, I think they should bring KCP, Rondo, uh, AC back, Morris, I want him back. I think we need to figure out a way. Danny Green has one more year, right? He has Nobody two more years, him. sir, two unfortunately. We're not getting rid of him. I wish we could get rid of him. wish we could find a way to move Kuzma, get some cap space for him. You know what I mean? I mean, but the big thing for me that's not big for you, re resign AD. Because the AD LeBron window is still there. Resign AD. Get him and LeBron on board for more. But um, we still got Danny Green that I, I would move. Move uh, Kuzma if we can. And then get a few more role players. I was looking at it. They had, like, they could offer somebody out, like, up to $40 million over, like, three years, something. But I think I think you spread that out between three or four role players. Try to I mean free agency. I don't know all the role players out there yet. All the people in the market. But I'm thinking they should try to get three or four pieces. Let Kuzma go. Try to get rid of Green. I don't know how. But yeah, I think it's, I think they two or three bring Bradley back. I think Avery Bradley was solid. And I mean I respect the reason. Avery Bradley, I believe, has a, has a player option, so okay. it's on him. So pick that up. Yeah, pick up Bradley because I mean when his son everything good, you know, with COVID, he had to take what he did for his son. I respect it. Get him back. So, I mean, I think, you, I think the Lakers need two or three role player pieces to stay extra competitive and be the favorites next year. Miami, I'm with you. They, they peaked the year early, but, I mean, I don't have a person in mind, but you have to get 
a co-star for Jimmy Butler. And Giannis is really good because Giannis can't be your best player. I mean, as you know what I mean, as we saw. So I think they need a co-star for Jimmy Butler. And I mean, I think Miami, with how they coach, I mean, I mean, they'll attract role players automatically, right? They'll get a couple pieces here and there, but I think they need one more star-level player to put them over the hump. So I want them to get one more co-star to go with Jimmy Butler so he can have somebody take the load off of him, like, you know, like Kawhi is supposed to do for PG and vice versa, or like AD and LeBron do for each other, right? Any good team has two stars that both don't have to be absolutely amazing every night. Jimmy Butler has to be amazing every single night for them to even have a chance. So I think they just need – their main piece should be another co-star for Jimmy Butler. Yeah, well, you know, going back to the Lakers, right, you're talking about get, trading Kuzma. I'm on board with that. I'm okay with trading Kuzma. I still don't think – I think he's hit a ceiling. I really do. I don't think he's going to be any better than what he's been. When we traded the other three or four players away that the Lakers had, Lonzo, Hart, and Ingram, <clears throat> of the three or the four of them, he was the one that could stay, although I like Josh Hart and his grit. Um, so yeah, you kept him, but you, there's a way you could probably trade Kuzma or green. They'd have to be a package because I, I misspoke. Green has one more year. So he's in a dead cap situation. So if you're looking at a team that's trying to do a salary dump and pick up, um, players and get rid of a player that may be making some significant money and you want to make that swap, you probably could, we won't know. Cause this is going to be a weird off off season. Um, only thing we know right now is the dra NBA draft is November 18th. And then the NBA said that they're going to give an eight-week notice for when the season starts. Their target date is January 18th, Martin Luther King Day. Uh, so we do know those two factors, right? There will be an eight-week notice, target date's January 18th, and we'll go from there. Free agency is going to happen much faster than normal. It's going to be quirky. Some players, I believe a lot of players are going to opt back into their player option, play out the year because they don't want to lose that money because the salary cap's going down. So you won't, you won't be able to get that same type of money that you'd get. You'd have to sign a longer term deal to get somewhat of that money, or you can stay in, get that money, let the TV contracts rent back up, let the players union and the NBA come to their agreements and then go back at it. But um, you didn't answer my question on the bigs. Would you rather have DeMarcus Cousins back and lose Dwight or JaVale? Which one would you prefer? Oh, do I get um, DeMarcus Cousins and let JaVale McGee go? I mean, okay. I don't got a problem with McGee, but I think Dwight Howard energy and Dwight Howard, how he's changed, you know, from his first in L.A., I think he fits into the mindset going forward to L.A. And then DeMarcus Cousins is better than both of them. Well, let me, let me, well he's also had two injuries, right? He's, so he's, he's been prone to injury. Um, so healthy can he stay? Two, what if Dwight Howard feels like, okay, let me go try this somewhere else, get a little bit more cash because he's a free agent, right? Like, he doesn't have to stay in L.A. Jamal no, no, McGee. If I have a choice, I'm saying, if I have a choice, I want to keep Howard and take Cousins. I mean, if Howard says go somewhere else, then keep McGee. I mean, I don't have a problem with McGee. I, I just prefer Howard over him. You know what I mean? That's just but, my preference. Yeah, I hear you. But we also have the young cat, uh, Devon Kaycock. Um, so, like, do we say, okay, because another guy we haven't mentioned, right, and why I'm a fan of trading Kuzma is because we have Tyler Horton Tucker, who I think yes. is ready to ball. He, his ceiling is a hell of a lot higher than Kuzma's. So, if we can trade Kuzma, we can trade Danny Green, A, Rob Palenka, hats off to you, sir, if you could make those deals happen. Uh, for Miami, here's my sneak, right? If the Miami Heat can find a way to get Lonzo Ball on that team, and then the next year get Giannis, I would put them favorites to win the NBA title. And people are like, what? Are you crazy? Lonzo Ball, he hasn't done nothing. But the one thing he does well that Miami needs is a facilitator. If you put a guy who can facilitate, push the tempo, 
He's got he'll have guys around him that can score. He don't have to score a thousand points. Mm-hmm. He he will remind me of a Rondo, right? Rondo scores in the playoffs. He don't score in the regular season. He is called playoff Rondo for a reason because he finds a way to elevate. Heck, like I told some people today, if we didn't have I think I ever told you, if we didn't have Rondo game six, we don't win. Rondo saved our playoff season, man. So Rondo that's that's funny, but I, that's, that's <laughs> I funny. look, I just would I would just get you in your feelings. Anyway, my point is Rondo's also a free agent. Do you bring him back? And there's all kind of questions. Um, yeah, having A.B. Bradley back is like a win because that's like having another free agent back. It's just gonna be weird. In the NBA total, right? You got let's look at the West. It's literally 15, 14 teams in the West that can that can compete. I can't say 15 totally because I don't know what the Kings are doing. They don't know what they're doing. Um, so 14 of the 15 teams there. On the in the Eastern Conference, you got Doc going to Philadelphia. So hopefully that makes that better. You don't know who the Rockets head coach is going to be, but you, you have to hope that it's someone decent that keeps them afloat. Uh, Boston's going to be Boston. The the Nets, right? They bring back crazy and crazier with uh, Kyrie and uh, Durant. You know the two people who can coach a team on any given night. It's just going to be bananas to see how this whole thing plays out. Man, it's going to be crazy. Next year is definitely going to be an intriguing season, and I'm already ready for it. I hope the NBA shifts the season to start in January and go from January to July at least. That would be perfect because I know me. I like something to watch in the summer, and baseball ain't cutting it. And to be able to go on a vacation or hang out, like, oh, the game's going to have something to cap the night off. It's hot outside. You ain't trying to be outside all day. Uh, yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm with you on that. I, I like that. I like that. Um, I, I like the Lonzo Ball thing because Lonzo Ball fits their defense mentality. He's a he, he you know, he plays the pass. Yes, he's a yes. Defender. When you said like Jimmy Butler, Gordon LeBron, you have a point guard that can come in and guard a shooting guard or a point guard. I think it takes some of the defensive pressure off um Jimmy Butler as well. So I, I like that for the defensive side of it. You know what I mean? I mean, I like but, it all um, the way around though. Like, um, he he would. Like I said, he, he plays the angles. He's defensive. But now when Bam Bam's going to get more lobs, you have – look, you got Duncan Robinson who's going to be set up. Like, he would push that tempo. And that's what Grodick was doing plus scoring. But now I think you have enough people to actually make that work. The thing, though, is, right, <clears throat> he's under contract for next year. Yeah. So <clears throat> you, you don't want to trade for him, but that's one of those 21-22 kind of acquisitions you got to look at. I don't know – I don't know what New Orleans is going to do. We don't know who their coach is going to be. They're still in the process of interviewing people. We don't know if they're going to extend them because they like them. We got to figure that out. But just something like that, some kind of – even Drew Holiday, right? Maybe Drew Holiday is ready for the taking to go um, down to to Miami and help them out because he plays a little bit of defense. He And he also plays some offense, and that gives him that – he's more like the, the Goran to replace him. But that, that's just – they're not that many pieces away. Like, their team is right there to compete. Uh, the thing with um, Drew Holiday, he's also in the last year of his contract. So, again, Miami, they have this odd year, unless they can figure it out and find some pieces to mend the fences until that can happen. So, with that being said, you got anything else for the NBA to wrap up the season? Nope, that, that locked it up for me. I'm good. All right. So, here's what we need to do, folks. I got a little clip I want to play because we're going to transition to our LeBron talk, which I know gets everybody outraged and upset. I'm going to play a little clip. I'm going to let the president of the LeBron fan club give his position, rebuttal and thoughts. I'll give my two cents and we're going to let Brent educate us on why we're wrong. And I may even throw in why I'm right. 
Y'all stick around and listen to this. No, he didn't make the right decision. That's the difference between him and Kobe. LeBron James doesn't have the confidence that Le- uh, Kobe or Michael Jordan uh, has. You never give it to your teammate as a leader. You take that final shot. That way, if he misses on you, if he get it, it's on you. That's what leadership um, does, is his confidence level sometimes. But, oh, well, we live to fight another day. All right. You heard what the lady said. That's my girl, Pam. She's a Laker fan from way back. She's originally from L.A. She knows what she's talking about. She is a basketball fanatic. That was no bias. She meant she talked about leadership. Brent, the floor is yours, sir. Hey, first off, Pam, shout out, about her Lakers fan, shout out to jumping in on the podcast and giving feedback. I appreciate it. But it's some bias automatically. You're a Lakers fan. It's going to be biased towards Kobe and, you know, the Lakers franchise. So it is some bias. And that's okay. Part of, part of being good at sports and good at talking about is having your biases right and knowing them. Um, leadership is an interesting subject you hit. That, that was interesting. I, I liked it. But we'll respectfully disagree because leadership is that you put them on your back, they live and die with you. But leadership is also trust, right? Hey, you got to trust that the fifth leading player in finals history for NBA made threes, the dude that was two for four at that point in the game can make an open shot. So you can trust your team and still be a great leader. It's, it's, a, it's a multiple forms of leadership. Let me say that first. It's multiple forms. So you, could be, you can't say you're not a great leader. You're not a great leader like other leaders because you lead a different way. So it's just too many avenues for that. Um, secondly, the play that we're talking about was the pick and roll game five at the end, right? LeBron came off the pick and roll. When he got to the paint, the, the, the shot that people wanted him to take, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not talking about could he have taken a different shot, could he have went ISO one-on-one with Jimmy Butler. That's a lot of things we talk about. I'm talking about the actual play. When he got to the spot that said shoot, there was three people on him, if you go back and watch it, plus Jay Carter behind him. He had no angle to make that shot. Everybody's like, let's live and die with the shot. No, no, no. It was, it was death only. He wasn't making that shot because the spot that he got to not saying he made the right decision to get to that spot. When he got to that spot, he was not in the position to make a shot. The better pass, watch the replay, he had AD coming baseline for an easy dunk. If he make that play, we're not talking about this. If Danny Green make that three, we're not talking about this. We're breaking it down to the point like he was scared. And no, he wasn't scared at the moment. He made the ultimate basketball play. There was nobody within 15 feet of Danny Green. That's a practice shot that Danny Green shoots at practice and probably makes 90% of the time shooting wide open practice top of the key threes. I mean, that is a great, great pass. And then we act like it was game seven. He took it with one second. No, no, no. Morris, uh, he shot the ball with eight seconds. Then it went to Morris with six seconds. LeBron James wide open. Morris panics and throws the ball out of bounds on a terrible lob AD. It was six seconds. LeBron was yelling for the ball. So, I mean, it's not like he did a pass with one second. Danny Green had to struggle to get it. No, this man had eight seconds when he called it, and he had 15 feet. Dollar coming from the corner was trying to contest it. There was nobody close. It's the right basketball play. I mean, just saying what, and I mean, saying what Kobe would have did or what Jordan would have did, that always sounds good. Kobe and Jordan, I'll tell you this, they would have went one-on-one, ISO. They wouldn't have got the screen. They wouldn't have gotten the paint. They wouldn't have went to where they could be double or triple teamed, okay? They wouldn't have done that. That's just not how they were built. LeBron has always played this way. He always makes the right basketball play. He's, he's up there for the GOAT debate with because I put Kobe in there and Jordan. I put all of them up there. He's in that because of the way he plays. So we can sit here and say this what Kobe and Jordan would did. The dynamic is so different because they would have stayed. They, we talked about this before with me and you, LeBron, before the show. 
LeBron doesn't have a spot he gets to for a mid-range that he's going to be comfortable with. Hey, hey, don't be still on my no, information. No, no, no. no, no. <laughs> I'm just saying. This is obvious. Kobe and Jordan do. So LeBron is going to attack the basket. When you attack the basket, you're going to draw triple teams. They had a – it was literally four people around him if you watch the replay. He made the right play. Bottom line, that is the right basketball play. You get shooters. You bought Danny Green that would be a shooter. You trust your shooter in the moment. You live with that decision. LeBron made the right decision, period. Are you done, sir? Until, until you say some of this, your, your <laughs> foolishness, then I'll, I'll be back. But for now, I'm done. All right. So you said a whole lot of nothing, and I'm going to go ahead and keep it 1,000%. So you're wrong again. You are, you are a typical LeBron fan. Your glasses, you talked about bias. You're so biased. While you were going off about LeBron being amazing and all that good stuff, I watched the replay five times. And you know what I didn't see? I didn't see a true pick and roll. Number two, you said it was the right pass. Uh, passer makes a shooter. It was a terrible pass. Number three, if you really wanted Danny Green to take the shot, it would have been a better pass, and he wouldn't have waited until he got to the baseline. Number four, what Pam was talking about is what I've been talking about. It's something, we've never seen this from LeBron ever, and you can't even pull up a time. No, let me take that back. In the finals, he hit Detroit back in the day with a game winner, and he was so shocked he hit it, he jumped up like he won – Game seven. So, so no, 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 I let you talk. Under, magic. 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 Okay. No, he, but he did go off on the Pistons one time. But magic, well, it don't matter. My point is, in the finals, in this moment, it was a 1-4 low. Danny Green came up to set the rub. He doesn't make contact. He stands on top of the key. LeBron never even thought about making the pass until he got into trouble. So I can't even say that it was designed for him to make the pass. What all I'm saying is get to a spot, one dribble, pull up, step back. What we're saying is we lost the game, like you said, right? We live with it. We, if you take the shot and we lose, we can live with it. I've never seen him put himself in a situation where he's like, you know what? I took the shot. I wanted to end it. I wanted to go out and we lost. I can respect that and live with that. What I can't do is live with people who want to make excuses for a video I watched seven times and saw it was a bailout pass that wasn't a great pass because Danny Green had to move off his spot to catch it, dribble it, and then he lunged like awkwardly to shoot because he didn't want to miss because the pressure was on his shoulders. And now we're talking about Danny Green, the man getting death threat, which is stupid, people. If anybody's in this podcast, why are you threatening a man for playing the game? Nobody threatens you when you mess up at work. I wish you would. So anyway, back to this whole thing. At my, number two point, I don't and I don't want LeBroniacs or the, the Bron Hive, whatever you and your organization want to go by. I don't want y'all to under, not take this out of context. Yes, LeBron is great. LeBron is one of the greatest players of all time. That's a whole nother debate. We're not, going to, we're not getting to go. What I'm trying to say is I just wish for once he would take that ownership. Because, again, I said it before last week, don't send a text message about game uh, must win and you out here passing the ball. Lead by example in this moment. I'm not questioning his leadership skills. He's one of the greatest leaders we have in sports, sir. He knows how to lead young people. He knows how to get well. Let me not say young people. He knows how to lead people his age and older because he ain't led young people. I don't want this to take away from his greatness. I just want to point out that situation. And I'm okay with it. You know, you like to say I'm completely wrong. That's fine in your opinion. That's okay because in my opinion, y'all are wrong, but that's okay. That's why we have opinions, right? Yeah. But I think you're missing the point I'm breaking down. I'm not saying the play was designed for LeBron to pass Danny Green. I'm saying LeBron decision-making in that moment 
got him in a tight spot. So the best play he could make was that pass. Like, so take the shot. No, no. I don't want you to take a shot I know you're not going to make. You know what I mean? If he had got to a mid-range one-on-one pull-up or some of the spots, no, he was three people crowded kind of behind him. That was the right play in that moment. You know what I mean? And hold on. Before y'all go too far, y'all going too far, y'all say he never puts himself in that moment. He did it against Orlando. He did it twice against Toronto. He did it against the Pacers. It wasn't in the NBA Finals, but it was in the playoffs where if you don't win, you go home. You know what I mean? You need to win those games. You know what I mean? So you still, you don't want to take a playoff loss by missing those shots. So when we say lead by doing this, look, he, he has. No, He's no, no, sorry. I, and I was clear. I said in the final. I don't care about, I don't, I don't care about rounds one, two, three, because here's what we have seen, right? He, he, the time he was with Heat, first time they lost to the Maverick. That's what we're talking about, ownership. No, no, um, okay. oh, here, but hear, hear me out, right? So Le, LeBron is this bigger than life figure. I think the issue is people compare him with Jordan and he's not that guy. He's more magic. And if, if, we, if, if that's what we, if we could all agree to that, then what I said is null and void and I can live with it. But if we're going to keep saying these things about him being the best ever or whatever, then I can't because people always like to go to this. I, when I put, and you know this, cause I put on a Facebook post was at the right play. And people came to me like I stole chicken out the chicken truck and I was like, dang, like, okay. Oh, you act like, no, calm down. Because everybody wants to tell me, well, you're telling me Michael Jordan didn't pass to Steve Kerr or, or, or John Paxson? Yeah, he did. But what's the last shot we remember from Michael Jordan in this finals? The one against Brian Russell in game six of the Jazz. Yeah, he said, it's on me. I make the big check. I eat the big piece of chicken. Game, set, match. I'm trying to get up out of Utah. And that's the mindset and the mentality we don't have. Now, here's the point I want to bring up to, to back that up. In game six... LeBron James shot more buckets over two defenders in that game than he would in that one game in game five. That's all I'm saying. So I know he's capable. Sometimes I don't think he wants that criticism. And then he wants to come out tomorrow. I want my damn respect. Well, dog it. You had game five to get the respect. Like, and first off, who's not giving you respect? Nobody's talking about that. He's not talking about respect based off that game five anyway. But, and um, when, I'm, when I'm making the points about making game winners and clutch shots, I'm not, I'm not debating you directly. I'm talking to all the fans out there. You said final, but I'm saying all the fans that don't do their real research is like, he never made big shots. No, he has. Oh, I, 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 yeah, that, that's that's asinine of food to say he's never made a big exactly. shot. Exactly, so like, I'm getting that point across. Okay, then, gotcha, gotcha. My next thing is you said you're okay if we just say he's more magic than Michael with the end of the debate. No, no, I'm not arguing Jordan, LeBron that way. You, I'm just, my point is, this is my point. Like I said, we're not getting to who's the greatest of all time debate because that goes way longer. But my point is you can be, you could be the greatest, and not be like Jordan. You could be the greatest, not be like Kobe. We act like you have to be a doer like Jordan did it to okay. be the greatest. I'm, I'm just saying. I'm glad you brought that up because that means Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is the greatest player of all time. So I, we're not arguing now. I, I you didn't hear me say he wasn't. I'm no, I know, but so I'm, but, the criteria, but my, does, the criteria is not Jordan. Is my point. That's not the only criteria. You okay. Be like well, it, be it, it is. Let me give you why. Right, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. First off, he was Lou Alcindor, then Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. He played in the era with NBA wasn't popular. So nobody really got to see, like, not, not enough people got to see it. Magic Johnson came along. Him and Larry Bird took the lead by storm, put it on the map to where it wasn't on tape delay. It was actually something you wanted to watch. Then Jordan came along and set this unbelievable standard. And, yes, he had his flaws. I'm not saying he's perfect, just like I'm not saying LeBron's perfect. Magic Johnson wasn't perfect. But there was this expectation I never once, when Michael Jordan took the floor, ever thought, 
he was not going to be there. Like, he wasn't going to, to try to win the game. Not once, weird. ever. And that's, and that's where the comparison comes in because, like I said, heavy's a heather wears a crown. LeBron, King James is his nickname. When you're a king, most kings don't – yeah, you can delegate, but there's some situation where you got to be the king and you got to sit on the throne. I'm with you. I'm agreeing with you on all this. No, no argument here. The criteria, but look, this is my only thing. I respect Jordan. Jordan, Jordan is Jordan, right? Michael Jordan is Michael Jordan. I want to be like Mike, everything, right? <laughs> I'm a, when people say Jordan's the greatest, I'm not mad. I'm not mad when people say Jordan's the greatest. And then, I, but I need people to understand if somebody thinks LeBron's the greatest, I think Kobe's the greatest. Why, why do Jordan people get so mad? Like it's not even a talk. No, it's a discussion. These are discussions we can have. Like you said, we can talk about Kareem. We can talk about Kobe. We can talk about LeBron. We can disagree respectfully, but people act like you say somebody better than Jordan. You just don't know sports. You just can't know. No, you can have those conversations because these dudes are special as well. You know what I mean? It's not just like Jordan is a hundred miles ahead of everybody else. They just act like it's not possible. No, it's possible to have these discussions. Oh, definitely. But I, the issue is this, because like I said, the reason why it makes it hard for people to understand or say that LeBron's the greatest is because of those letdowns. When you go to Miami, like, think about it. Jordan never played on the super team. LeBron has. LeBron left Cleveland, and he even said it this past, uh, after the finals win, you know, when he said when things were working out in Cleveland, went down to Miami, he joined Bosh. Wade, uh, he joined, sorry, he joined Wade. Bosh tagged along. They lost the first year. They won the middle two and lost the last one. So it's like you made that choice to go. Then you left there, went back to Cleveland, won a chip. Now you left Cleveland, came to LA. So it's that's where I think you lose some people that are Jordan fans because. So and, and again, I'm I'm not taking away from LeBron because it's a new era. This is why there's no one singular greatest player ever. It's greatest you. players of all time. That if you do the top fifty game, LeBron's in there. I don't even like ranking one through fifty. It's the, here are the fifty because every era is a different type of ball, type they of brand just, of ball. And so, yes, LeBron is one of the greatest players they ever played this game. You'd be an idiot. You'd be asinine. You'd be dumb to, to not even accept that. I don't like going player for player. It don't work. I don't always even like matching rings, but you do have to have rings, right? Like, you can't be Charles Barkley and say, oh, he's, he's one of the greatest players, right? But he ain't in that echelon. Like, he ain't in the, the hierarchical Jordan, LeBron, Kobe, Exactly. Tim Duncan, not that I'm a fan of Tim Again, like some people say Tim Duncan's one of the greatest players of all time. I'm not a Duncan fan. He's not my cup of coffee, but you got to put him in the conversation. You'd be an idiot. Don't be so biased to where you're just sounding stupid. We agree, my friend. We agree. I just, so, like I said, that's all my point was. I like when we have these GOAT discussions or who is in that discussion, it's a fair discussion. That's my point. Yeah. We don't have to agree, but some people act like it's not even a discussion. That's why I'm like, hey, come on, y'all. Let's be realistic here. Like the errors are different, skill sets are different, but it's a real discussion. As long as yeah. you can keep it as a, it's a real relevant discussion, I'm good. Hey, I'm but with you. Hey, I'm good with that. On that note, you know what we need you to do, people. You heard what we said. You heard what we broke down. You heard what we talked about. We need to hear more from you. Pam got her shot. Be like Pam, who was just like Kobe, Magic, Shaq, you know. The Lakers. She was a champion. She jumped up to the mic and she left her two cents. She got on the show. We talked about what she said. You know how to do it. Anchor.fm forward slash messages. That's where you can leave yours. I posted on our social media. I posted on our Facebook. Email me if you need help. You know where to catch the show. iHeart, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Anchor.fm. That's where you catch the show. If you need the social media handles, Twitter. Where do you get us at on Twitter? You better find it. It's easy. D-T-M-S-T. Six. 
Instagram, DTMST, that's DTM underscore ST, and Facebook, DTM Sports Talk. And if you need to email us to get at us, dtm.sportstalk at gmail.com. That's a wrap for this episode. Right after we hear these words from the fan club president, who may be giving his information as well for y'all to link up and get a shirt and a ribbon together. No, listen, listen. LeBron hit it on the head. We want y'all's feedback, anchor.fm. Go talk to us. Pam got on the show. Hey, when we have these debates about Kobe and LeBron, all this, y'all get into it. Y'all love it. Y'all enjoy it. Why not be a part of it? Jump in. Like, hey, talk to us. We want y'all's feedback. We may, if, even if we don't put you on the show, we'll bring your comments up. It'll give us something to talk about. Hey, get involved. We want y'all out here with us. Jump on anchor.fm. Talk to us. Don't be scared, man. Like, and, and a lot of y'all try to cover me too. Like, like oh. you, you know, y'all, 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 Twitter tough, y'all, Facebook tough. I had a dude call me out and say, Oh, so that's why you're coaching. The, you're not a coach in the bubble. Like, what? Come on, man. Like, I didn't come with you. I asked a simple question. And y'all got up in your feelings and I put on there, Here's the show. Tell me what you think. Crickets. Pam, Pam stood up and she gave me her thoughts. I, like Brent says, we love it. It helps make it a better show. So it's a wrap. See you when we see you. Hope you enjoyed this bonus. Get at us. Let us know what you thought. Peace.